2 Kings chapter 18. In the third year of Israel's king Hosea, son of Elah, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, became king of Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king and reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. He removed the high places, shattered the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake that Moses made for the Israelites, burned incense to it up to that time. He called it Nehushtan. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord God of Israel. Not one of the kings of Judah was like him, either before him or after him. He remained faithful to Yahweh and did not turn from following him, but kept the commands the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord was with him, and wherever he went, he prospered. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. He defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and its borders, from watchtower to fortified city. In the fourth year of Hezekiah, in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Israel's King Hosea, son of Elah, Shalman Esser, king of Assyria, marched against Samaria and besieged it. The Assyrians captured it at the end of three years. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Israel's king Hosea, Samaria was captured. The king of Assyria deported the Israelites to Assyria and put them in Hala, and by the Habor, Gozan's river, and in the cities of Medes, because they did not listen to the voice of the Lord their God, but violated his covenant, and all he had commanded Moses, the servant of the Lord. They did not listen, and they did not obey. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. So Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent word to the king of Assyria at Lashish, saying, I have done wrong. Withdraw from me. Whatever you demand from me, I will pay. The king of Assyria demanded 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold from King Hezekiah of Judah. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver found in the Lord's temple and in the treasuries of the king's palace. At that time, Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the Lord's sanctuary 
and from the doorposts he had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. Then the king of Assyria sent the tartan, the rab Saris, and the Rabshaka, along with the massive army, from Lashish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. They advanced and came to Jerusalem, and they took their position by the aqueduct of the upper pool, which is by the highway to the fuller's field. Then they called for the king, but Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the court historian, came out to them. Then the Rabshakeh said to them, Tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. What are you relying on? You think mere words are strategy and strength for war. What are you now relying on so that you have rebelled against me? Look, you are now trusting in Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff that will enter and pierce the hand of anyone who leans on it. This is how Pharaoh king of Egypt, is to all who trust in him. Suppose you say to me, We trust in the Lord our God. Isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah has removed? Saying to Judah and to Jerusalem, You must worship at this altar in Jerusalem. So now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I'll give you 2,000 horses if you're able to supply riders for them. How then can you drive back a single officer among the least of my master's servants and trust in Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Have I attack this place to destroy it without the Lord's approval. The Lord said to me, attack this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, Shebna, and Joah said to the Rabshakeh, please speak to your servants in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak with us in the Hebrew within earshot of the people on the wall. But Rabshakeh said to them, Has my master sent me only to your master and to you to speak these words? Hasn't he also sent me to the men who sit on the wall, destined with you to eat their own excrement and drink their own urine? The Rabshakeh stood and called out loudly in Hebrew. Then he spoke, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah, don't let Hezekiah 
Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He can't deliver you from my hand. Don't let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord by saying, Certainly the Lord will deliver us. The city will not be handed over. This city will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah. For this is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and surrender to me. Then every one of you may eat from his own vine and his own fig tree. And everyone may drink water from his own cistern until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and new wine a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, so that you may live and not die. But don't listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you, saying, the Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land from the power of the king of Assyria. Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvaim, Hena, and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria from my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands has delivered his land from my power. So will the Lord deliver Jerusalem? But the people kept silent. They didn't say anything. For the king's command was, don't answer him. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of of Asaph, the court historian, came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and reported to him the words of Rabshakeh. Philemon, chapter 1. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and co-worker, to Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God when I mention you in my prayers because I hear of your love and faith toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. I pray that your participation in the faith may become effective through knowing every good thing that is in us for the glory of Christ. For I have great joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed 
through you, brother. For this reason, although I have great boldness in Christ to command you to do what is right, I appeal to you instead on the basis of love. I, Paul, as an elderly man, and now also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus, appeal to you for my son, Anasimus. I fathered him while I was in chains. Once he was useless to you, but now he is useful to both you and to me. I am sending him back to you as a part of myself. I wanted to keep him with me so that in my imprisonment for the gospel, he might serve me in your place. But I didn't want to do anything without your consent so that your good deed might not be out of obligation, but of your own free will. For perhaps this is why he was separated from you for a brief time so that you might get him back permanently, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as a dearly beloved brother. He is especially so to me, but even more so to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, accept him as you would me. And if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything. Charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe me even your own self. Yes, brother, may I have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ, since I am confident of your obedience. I am writing to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. But meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, for I hope that through your prayers I will be restored to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my co-workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Hosea chapter 11. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more they called them, the more they departed from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them in my arms, 
but they never knew that I healed them. I led them with human cords, with ropes of love. To them, I was like one who eases the yoke from their jaws. I bent down to give them food. Israel will not return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria will be his king because they refused to repent. A sword will whirl through his cities. It will destroy and devour the bars of his gates because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning from me, though they call to him on high. He will not exalt them at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I surrender you, Israel? How can I make you like Edma? How can I treat you like Zeboeum? I have had a change of heart. My compassion is stirred. I will not vent the full fury of my anger. I will not turn back to destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man, the Holy One among you. I will not come in rage. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will be roused like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. Then I will settle them in their homes. Ephraim surrounds me with lies. The house of Israel with deceit. Judah still wanders with God and is faithful to the holy ones. Psalms 132, 133, and 134. Lord, remember David. And all the hardships he endured, and how he swore an oath to the Lord, making a vow to the mighty one of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not allow my eyes to sleep or my eyelids to slumber until I find a place for the Lord a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. He, we, until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. We heard of the ark in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of Jar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Rise up, Lord, come.
to your resting place, you and your powerful ark. May your priests be clothed with righteousness, and may your godly people shout for joy because of your servant David. Do not reject your anointed one. The Lord swore an oath to David, a promise he will not abandon. I will set one of your descendants on your throne if your sons keep my covenant and my decrees that I will teach them, their sons will also sit on your throne forever. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his home. This is my resting place forever. I will make my home here because I have desired it. I will abundantly bless its food. I will satisfy its needy with bread. I will clothe its priests with salvation and its godly people will shout for joy. There, I will make a horn grow for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame. But the crown he wears will be glorious. Psalm 133. How good and pleasant It is when brothers live together in harmony. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. It is like fine oil on the head, running down on the beard, running down Aaron's beard onto his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has appointed the blessing, life forevermore. Psalm 134. Now praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand in the Lord's house at night. Lift up your hands in the holy place and praise the Lord. May the Lord, maker of heaven, and earth bless you from Zion. Lift up your hands in the holy place and praise the Lord. May the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion.